Welcome to the Moose Room, everybody. The OG3 is together. We've been trying to do this episode for about a month, and it has not yes. worked out with all the other stuff going on. But we're here. Emily's here. Brad's here. How's everybody doing? Doing good. You know, it is... We were just talking about this before we started recording, how busy we all are. And it just seems like all of our schedules are getting loaded up really fast. And so it's just trying to keep up with it all. Actually, pretty good today. You know what? The weather is good. The sun was shining yesterday. It was 30 degrees, unlike, you know, the last last week where it was 40 below zero here in western Minnesota. Today it is, you know, supposed to be 30 degrees, so 70 degrees warmer. So it's hard to argue it is, with that. It is, a, it is a great day. Absolutely. Too blessed to be stressed. Yes, that's that's Brad every day. His oh, don't life. worry. I'll be stressed in, <laughs> in due time. Due time. So this episode will come out uh, February 5th. So it's been actually an entire month of trying to record this episode. We, we've we been trying to talk about what's happening for the year, for a whole month. And uh, I think it might not be all bad because it might have given us time to actually get our stuff together and know what's happening for the rest of the year, for the most part. I, I I don't know where to go from there. I think we'll just start with, oh, Brad. We have some listener mail to oh, respond that's right. to at first. We have to open up the mailbag. Exactly. Based on our wonderful, we talk about warm weather and cold weather. We have some listener mail. All right, Emily, you start us off. All right. Well, the first listener mail that we got. Uh, so again, this is about the episode Brad and I did on cold weather can't remember the episode number, but I received a response from one of our uh, faithful Moose Crew listeners, PJ, and he sent a really, really great reminder. Uh, you know, Brad and I were talking about dressing in layers when it's really cold, and we talked about what we really do, especially for like our hands and our feet and our faces. Uh, but PJ e- emailed with a really good point, um, and that is about the importance of keeping your core warm. Right. So basically, if your core is not warm, good luck keeping your hands and feet warm. Right. So kind of starting there. So that was such a great point um, that he brought up. And so, you know, he just talked about making sure that you're keeping your core warm. So layers, you know, T-shirt, long sleeve shirt, sweatshirt. That's that's my kind of MO on that. So, yes. Layers, keeping yourself active. If you're just standing outside doing nothing, go inside and warm up for a while. Um, Yes. So thank you, PJ. That was something that Brad and I totally missed. So yes, extremities are very important, but they are not going to maintain any warmth if your core is not warm first. So think of it, start start at the inside and move out. And and that's perfect because that leads right into the question that came in through email. Uh, asking about how do I stay warm when it's that cold and I have to preg check cows and I can't I can't have a bunch of bulky layers on, especially the one arm because it's got to be inside the cow. Uh, and and it's all about your core in that situation for sure. I uh, I definitely layer up. There's lots of layers. I think you can get through a lot of cold weather with insulated bibs, which is something that that Brad talked about last week. 
or two weeks ago now. But I I really rely on good under armor or something like that so that it can be skin tight on my arm that's in the cow. And then I really believe in a nice thin vest to keep your core warm. So a vest underneath your insulated bibs with a long sleeve, some kind of thermal underneath that, you're pretty good to very, very, very cold temperatures. And then my arm stays fairly warm because it's inside the cow. So that that helps quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I will, at that point, I want to be moving because I do not want my arm outside the cow for very long because uh, that hand and that, uh, that arm gets pretty cold pretty fast. I do not envy the vets that have to preg check on a cold day. We have done that here in Morris, and it is it just looks miserable. I, I can't even explain it. <laughs> it's it's terribly miserable. And the other piece of it is that it's almost impossible not to get wet because of the manure and you're sweating because you're really hot inside the cow, and then you pull your arm out and you gotta be touching the cow. And you're getting full of manure, but sometimes you're also trying to help give shots and other things. And so everything just takes longer because everything is dirty and wet and cold. So there's a lot of uh, layering on gloves, too. So a lot of times I'll wear a smaller disposable glove than a warm glove over the top of that. And then another larger disposable glove over the top of that. So you got to start to get creative to stay warm when you can't wear a ton of stuff. It's about having some nice clothes that helps a lot too. Not just uh, grabbing whatever you can, but f making some really conscious choices about if I've got limited layers, they better be good ones that I can put on. So thank you for sending in all those questions and getting a hold of us. We love talking to listeners. We love answering any mail that we get. It's just it's really fun to hear from people. So yeah, please continue to participate. Please continue to ask us questions. Uh, we enjoy scathing rebuttals as well. So if you have those, send those as well. Uh, Brad and Emily and I all love to argue and not just with each other. <laughs> but mostly just with each other. But mostly with each other. That's okay. <laughs> all right. So this year, we're trying to figure out what's going on for all three of us. We, we know Brad has all this grant money he's got to spend. So we'll hear that eventually. But let's start with Emily. Emily, what what do you got going on this year? What are your goals for this year when it comes to programming? And then later, I think we'll talk about what we all are hoping to learn this year and what we want to dive into, something that's uh, of interest to us. Oh, yeah. So I guess programming for the year, um, it's a lot of what we call an extension. You know, we have kind of flagship programs. So the main things we work on um, and for farm safety and health, we kind of have two big flagships right now that I work with. One is our uh, youth tractor and farm safety certification program. So that is um a uh, certification that we offer for youth aged 14 plus uh, that teaches all sorts of farm safety topics, but the big one being safe tractor and equipment operation. So that is like my favorite program I do in the whole wide world. Uh, getting to work with kids is a lot of fun and, you know, just hearing about what they know and, and what they don't and helping them think a little more critically about safety um, and it's also fun because we get a lot of kids that rat out their parents 
And that's <laughs> always a part I like, you know, the, well, that's not what my mom does. <laughs> so, so that's a big one that we're planning for. That is both an online course and then it has an in-person component. So lots of moving pieces on that. Um, but again, one of my favorite programs I do, and I work extensively with a lot of our local educators and counties around the state on that. So that's always a big one. Um, also, you you may recall, I do a lot of work in ambiguous loss and farming. So that's one of the kind of mental health um, stress sort of programs that I do. So we have a lot of um, national attention that program has gotten. So I'm going to get to do quite a bit of traveling around the country uh, come spring. So that should be really exciting. So yeah, it's kind of those big things and then all the other little projects that we kind of shove in between the cracks there too. So working on some new programming about aging on the farm. So we know farmers are getting older and how do we keep farmers on the farm or the phrase is aging in place. So that's going to be a new project for me this year, um, working on that and working on supporting aging farmers uh, to keep them on their farms. So that's going to be a really fun project, I think, too. I'm really looking forward to that one and talking more about it on the podcast, because um, I know that that's a topic that a lot of us are interested in, because uh, we all know old people, I guess I'll say it that way. Um, but yeah, really, really excited about that programming as well. And then just all the other stuff uh, that I do, uh, suicide prevention trainings. I do a couple of those a month. Um, lots of speaking on various safety topics. A lot of people uh, really want safety training as well. So what should I look for on a farm if, you know, I'm a professional who visits a farm, that type of stuff. So Lots and lots of, of programs and projects, and I feel like there's a million things I'm forgetting, but those are kind of the big ones on my plate right now. Well, that certainly is plenty. Um, it fills up fast, the schedule, and Emily is no exception. She is running around and will have huge periods where she's not even home for, for weeks at a time. So it's uh, it's a grind in the spring, especially. Yes, so trying to get in as many episodes as I can before I'm, you know, absent and you guys don't know where I am because you can't keep track of me. <laughs> yep, that is that is the case. We ask for at least a once a week text message, I'm alive kind of thing before so we don't become a true crime podcast. But that's that's about <laughs> what, what we can expect. All right, Bradley, what's going on with all the grant money and the programming up there? <laughs> well, there's... <laughs> A lot. Uh, starting lots of different new projects coming this summer, really uh, starting to one of the probably interesting things. So I think I stated before we have an electric tractor, so I'll be driving around my electric tractor. You have not mentioned that once, Bradley. I have not mentioned that yet. Oh, oh. no, wait. <laughs> uh, so we're going to be actually we've over the winter here, we've been developing our own sort of portable shade system uh, that uses, can produce electricity and stuff for cows. So we'll be testing that out this summer. It's kind of exciting, uh, you know, shade and animal welfare of, of cows outside is always a concern. So we're, I'm kind of excited about doing some of that stuff. Actually going to be starting some, a new project looking at parasites in grazing animals 
uh, taken lots of um, genetic samples, a lot of manure samples from uh, heifers, cows looking for different type of parasites on our farm as well as, uh, you know, producer farms. So we'll be traveling uh, the Midwest here. Uh, also, oh, I don't even know, is mastitis projects that we're working on, uh, going to farms, looking at how we can actually help farmers reduce somatic cell count and clinical mastitis on farms by looking at milking equipment or just other risk factors on their farm to help lower somatic cell counts. Because those are some things that, you know, farms might not think about when they're looking at mastitis is, oh, well, is the milking system clean? Is there problems with it? Uh, you know, is the pulsation correct? All of that. So we're, we've been testing some things out here at our dairy and we're going to take those to farms too. And, you know, I, I keep, uh, collecting methane on cows. So we'll be throwing those out, uh, looking at different, uh, grazing studies with, uh, our methane emissions and trying to, uh, still keep her going in that world of, greenhouse gases and reducing all of that fun stuff. So maybe a little bit, I, I should never say slower summer than what it ever has been because it probably will never be slower. Don't, don't <laughs> you dare do that. <laughs> you know, so it's, uh, uh, you know, I have some travels uh, actually with uh, a lot uh, to share my research uh, around the U.S. and actually in in other countries uh, sharing some of the research that we've done with uh, genetics uh, and methane emissions and all of that. So it's kind of exciting, uh, kind of doing a little more speaking this summer and getting my uh, the word out about all of our good research happening here. And I'll be working on, you know, some extension programming here within the state at other places. Farm Fest will showcase our electric tractor. Did I mention our electric tractor, Emily? Uh, we will, <laughs> we'll have An our solar electric tractor. What? <laughs> exactly. We'll, we'll have our shade system and electric tractor at farm fest in Southern Minnesota. So we'll showcase some of that kind of stuff. So we're, uh, doing lots of, uh, good extension work too in the state, maybe a little bit different from, from you guys, but, um, we're, it, it will keep us busy. It will keep us busy. And, you know, dare I forget uh, a lot of 4-H activities. All, all that stuff is starting to come now. Quiz bowl, dairy judging, county fairs will be here before we know it. That's that's plenty as well. Plenty as well. As always, Brad thinks it'll be a slow summer and then we'll check in with him in July and he'll be just a stress <laughs> And ball. we haven't seen him in weeks suddenly. Exactly. It'll It'll get busy just like every summer. All right, what's going on with me? Well, this year, program-wise, I think we talked about it already a little bit. Helga has arrived. We've got a dystocia model, and that's really going to be the focus with her this year is teaching about how to handle calvings and bad calvings and how to assist cows safely for the people and for the cow and the calf. So that's the goal with that program. I'll be traveling quite a bit for that. Uh, getting her out and about and letting people get their hands dirty. And uh, as Emily knows, I ordered plenty of ponchos for everybody because uh, just as a warning, saying it now, you're going to get dirty. There's going to be lube. There's going to be a mess, even though it's not a real calving. So, yes, I have ponchos for everybody. 
so that they can uh, keep their their nice clothes nice. Uh, so that's one thing. Obviously, the podcast we'll keep going with it. I think I think we're having a good enough time that we'll we'll continue continue putting this out. So that'll be part of it. Um, continuing to collaborate with Minnesota Beef Council to deliver BQA training. Uh, that's been a blast. I've been really, really having a ton of time traveling around the state teaching BQA. And we've been able to also change up the curriculum a little bit to where uh, it's not the same material every three years. And it's, uh, in my opinion, not as boring as it has been in the past. So we try to make it a little more entertaining. That's been fun. And then this year, I'm writing a lot. Uh, took over a couple of things from the some other colleagues on the beef team. Uh, I've got a lot of popular press writing to do this year, um, not only for Minnesota publications, but publications in the West and uh, the upper Midwest as well. So I, uh, I don't think I've even told these guys that, but I am. I'm. I've got an article article coming out in Popular Press every other week uh, for a couple of publications, and that's uh, that's a lot to add to trying to get the podcast edited and then traveling all over to speak with all the other things that go on and all the other projects. So that's what's going on with me. I'm hoping to be out and about a lot. I love shaking hands with farmers and talking to them in person. Getting on farms is a huge piece uh, that keeps me going because that uh, revitalizes me when I get a chance to be on a farm and talk to farmers. So that that's what's going on with me. All right, here's the big question. Emily, what are you trying to learn? I think as an extension employee, we're always learning. And that's part of uh, why we have this job is that we have the opportunity to continue to learn and work on something that makes makes us better at our job, but better people as well. So what uh, what are you working on? What are you trying to learn this year? Oh, gosh, I, I really like that question, but I really am like trying to find an answer in my head here. You know, and I agree, Joe, and I think you'll hear a lot of people who work for extension or higher education say, you know, it's about being a lifelong learner, you know, and there's so much I want to learn. Um, and especially, I think, with some of the new projects I'm going to be taking on, there's a lot of opportunities for that. So I mentioned uh, I'm going to be working on a project with aging farmers, and I really want to learn more about, you know, it's funny, it's maybe not farming specific, but, you know, more occupational therapy type stuff. Um, so, you know, putting handles in um, around the farm, and, and I'm just really excited to learn more about adapting farms to be, you know, accessible for, for people, regardless of age, ability, et cetera. So that's something I'm really interested in and, and excited to, to learn more about this year. Um, and also for me, you know, you all know, I work pretty heavily in the mental health field and I just feel like there is always something new to learn there. And, you know, I've been working in this ambiguous loss stuff really heavily, and it's given me a really big interest in loss and grief in a really general sense, but specifically in agriculture. Um, so those are things that I really like exploring and learning more about. Another big one is, um, you know, our youth tractor safety program. The, the kids have such great ideas for additional topics they want to learn about. 
a big one being skid steer safety. Uh, so a, a goal for me for this year is, is to become much more well-versed in skid steer safety as well. Um, Cause that's a, a task that a lot of people, especially younger people take on on farms and it's important they're doing it safe. So yeah, it's always about just learning about the things I'm working on and, and making it better. And of course, hearing what people want to learn about too. And, and kids are great for that because they will be very honest and straight up. Here's what I want to learn. Um, so just, yeah, excited to, to do all of it and learn all of it. And I wish there were more hours in the day. So I had more time to learn. All right, Bradley, same question. What are you working on learning this year? I know you got your your t big tenured brain already has all the information in it, but what, what are you trying to, to learn this year that you don't know now? I sort of have an intrigued mind about what, I, it's, a, it's a good question. I would, I would certainly like to learn more about what's going on in the dairy industry on dairy farms, what farmers are actually experiencing. I don't think we probably get to farms as much as what we would like to, because we have, <clears throat> we're trying to do programming. We're trying to, for myself, trying to do all these research projects. And I don't really, you know, get to do that as much as what I used to. I, I probably did it quite a bit in my younger days, uh, was on farm a lot, but I haven't really, you know, I, I, I sort of miss going that and just learning from farms, uh, what they're doing, what they're experiencing, because it gives certain good ideas for, research and extension and how we can actually help farmers in their, you know, daily lives. And I think that's what I'm more interested in learning about is going to farms and actually seeing what's happening and learning more about it, because I can only read so much about certain things happening in the dairy industry. Sometimes you just have to go out and see it yourself and actually talk to somebody with, you know, boots on the ground that's actually doing it to see if what's happening and how you can relate to that. So I think that's uh, one thing that I'm way more interested in this year is learning about what's going on in, in farms. I, I love that. I mean, I, that, like I said, I'm being on farm is what really revitalizes me in this job because it gives me that insight into what farmers are going through every day. The daily grind of farming is, is a is a real grind if you get away from it too too much you forget what that piece is like and that uh it makes it harder to relate it makes it harder to make research or extension pieces or programming uh valuable because you got to know what's happening on the farm to to have that perspective and and know how tough that life can be so i i totally agree one of my goals is to be on more farms this year um, and, and learn from farmers because there's oh, it's one of the biggest things I miss from practice is that some veterinarians don't see it that way and they don't realize it's happening, but they're learning so much from every farm that they go to and from every farmer just as much as it can go the other direction as well. Veterinarians teaching farmers, I learned so much from farmers and I became such a bunch better veterinarian in practice when I consciously took the time to try to find something I could learn from each farmer that I went to. So uh, goals for me this year, I've got a textbook to get through. I haven't, I don't know if I've showed you guys this one yet. I saw it on your desk the other day and yeah. I debated stealing it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a big one and it's complicated and it's heavy reading. 
but it's bovine. It's called bovine immunity, making immunology and vaccinology come alive. Um, and it's edited by Dr. Chris Chase, who is a, an amazing immunologist and very knowledgeable. And I'm excited to crack this open and really get through it. Um, there's a lot, especially when it comes to the interaction of gut health and uh, the actual mechanism for how that impacts the immune system that I need to learn about and I have wanted to learn about for a long time. So this is the perfect book to do that. So I need to get through that. Uh, like I said, I want to be on more farms. And then I will continue to try to get my Spanish better. It is not great. And uh, it's been a long time since high school. It is actually, I was telling my, my office mate, uh, Andres, it's the only high school textbook I still have is my Spanish textbook. And I have kept it all these years and I need to actually use it. Um, and then I have some some apps as well on my phone that can help me learn. So this brings up an important question. Were you allowed to take your high school textbooks? I don't know, but I have it. All right. We won't reveal where Joe went to high school. Uh, yeah, it's probably pretty easy to Google where I went to high school. That's fine. Um, but I have it. I feel like the there's got to be some statute of limitations on this one. Uh, it's been a while since I've been in high school, so I have it. It's in my office right now, and yeah, I, I need to get better with my Spanish. And it's really hard to do that, but I think it's also really fun in this environment here at the university. There's a bunch of people on farms that that would be willing to help. Um, and that is one of the things, and I don't know if I've told this story on on here before, but one of my favorite places to go was a dairy where I prank checked, and uh, oftentimes the owner wasn't there. And so I was recording everything myself and preg checking and just with uh, a couple of the crew that were getting ready to milk there. And they they loved helping me learn Spanish because um, they knew just enough English for for me to get my point across. And they uh, were more than happy to teach me a bunch of things I shouldn't know in Spanish, but also help me with uh, learning Spanish as well. And I miss that. I really miss working on that every week. And so uh, I'm, I'm hoping to get back to that this year. Those are lofty goals to try to fit in, you know, a whole textbook <laughs> and a new language, but uh, I'm going to go for it. I agree. That's always a good way to do that. I've always had that aspiration, but I applaud you for going for it. That's, it's a tough one, especially when you, you know, when you're the old guy like me, it's uh, hard to pick up new things, uh, new language like that and go for it. But um, yeah, I've tried and it just fail, fails miserably. It helps that I had some uh, early in, or in life and it comes back fairly quickly. But you also realize now that I'm older, you know, in high school, you're, you're young and dumb. You don't understand the world at all. Um, but now I realize that uh, Spanish is not just Spanish. I mean, there there's so many different dialects and, and it's very different. So um, even the, the slang is unreal. Trying to pick up all the different slang from <laughs> the different countries. It's, it's uh, a whole job in itself. So hoping to get the basics and have a base to move forward. I have a question. Uh-oh. And that is, I feel like, you know, we really were talking about like, work goals, a lot of things related to our programming, you know, but I'm curious about, you know, a, a personal goal that everybody has, you know, whether that's related to work or, or beyond. And I can start 
my personal goal for this year is to work on better time management. So you all hear us talk about how busy we are and and certainly, you know, we find a way to get it done, but I think I could find a more efficient way to get certain things done. So that is something I would really like to work on this year is just being a better manager of some of these projects and you know, in the midst of all the travel and the everything else, um, how how do I keep some of these other things moving forward? So that's a big one for me. I really want to work on on time management and just being a little more responsible with it. Um, I am <clears throat> not a procrastinator, but I am deadline driven. So it's a matter of uh, figuring all of that out. And, and I think time management is something, you know, most people will say they wish they were better at. Um, so hopefully I can crack the code and at the end of the year have some good tips on that. What about you, Joe? What's kind of a personal goal? Well, I think, uh, and I, I'm sure Brad can relate to this, you know, having kids that first few years, um, it definitely de-emphasizes your own health in a lot of ways, uh, whether that's how you eat, uh, ability and time to work out, uh, mental health as well in all of that, trying to get that straight. And then preventive medicine for yourself. You know, we talk about preventive medicine for for all sorts of things on the farm and 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 doing that kind of stuff, right? But you know, you, you have you have a three and a half year old and a one and a half year old running around at home, and uh, all of a sudden it's been three years since you've been to the doctor. I, I did go to the doctor recently, got updated on vaccines, and got blood work and everything done. Everything checked out pretty good, but yeah, I I definitely need to. Uh, Get back on a, a little bit of a health kick here. Eat right, work out, especially you know I, I have a tendency to ignore the uh, the running and the biking and the and a lot of that kind of stuff and and prioritize lifting instead. And uh, I need to get back on that and do some rowing, a lot more walking, that kind of stuff. That's personal goal. With the motivation of, you know, in the context of, yeah, I, I got to be around for a while. I've got a couple kids that depend on me and I, uh, I can't slack off. And I no one wants to be the dad that can't uh, climb around on the playground without being out of breath and that kind of stuff. So that's uh, that's the goal. My goal, take it easy. I love that. <laughs> that's probably the, the one thing, you know, maybe in enjoy life a little bit. Uh, like Joe said, I do, I, I used to go on walks all the time, uh, in at lunchtime and I haven't done that in six, seven months, probably, uh, you know, after all my sickness, uh, that everybody has heard about, uh, it makes you think about maybe you should slow down a little bit and not, uh, have to go a hundred miles an hour. I can go, you know, 99 miles an hour which I probably still will, but learn to maybe enjoy things a little bit more. And, uh, one thing that, and I've talked with other colleagues and things, you know, I have some travels coming up, uh, over the summer and, and to us and, and to a foreign country. And I think I'm going to go a couple of days early just to learn about some things and see some things. Uh, I think that's one thing that all of us probably as researchers, uh, 
educators. We just fly from, you know, one conference to the next. We don't really enjoy it. We get to go to a conference center and we eat bad food and, you know, may just explore a few things. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to going to some places and, and seeing a few things uh, that I probably haven't seen before. And cause you never know, you might never get back there again. You might never get back there. Um, this country that I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go to the UK this summer. I've never been there, never been to London. So I'm going to go a couple days early just because I, I want to see a few things uh, that you see about and learn. So yeah, that's what you got to do. Take it easy and, and learn a few other things in life. Life isn't all about uh, running from one conference center and airplane and hotel to the other. I love that. We better get a picture of you at the London Eye or something. Then. <laughs> oh, I, you won't. You you won't get me going up that. But more importantly, you need to travel north and get to Aberdeen, which is the home of the Angus, and just experience that history of a wonderful breed. Well, I would probably rather go to Herefordshire and uh, learn about the <laughs> Hereford breed. Yes, yes, yes. There's lots of good things. Okay, this sounds like a three-week vacation. I'm, I'm in. Perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> All right. Any other questions that you guys have thought up that we need to answer today? I think that's a good, good window into what we're thinking about for 2024. Finally got it recorded after a month of trying. Uh, so, yeah, I'm happy we got this this done. I'm, I'm hoping that everyone will be here again next week, which I can never guarantee, but it's looking good so far. Um, and uh, we, uh-oh. No. No. Now it's looking less than good. All right. <laughs> It'll just be Emily and I next week. We'll see what happens. Wrap us up, Em. All right. Well, if you have questions, comments, or scathing rebuttals, or even some goals for the year that you would like to share with us, you can email those to themoosroom at umn.edu, or you're welcome to call and leave us a voicemail at 612-624-3610. You can find us on the web, extension.umn.edu, on Twitter at umnmoosroom and at umnfarmsafety, And of course, find Bradley on Instagram at U-M-N-W-C-R-O-C-Dairy. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.